freaking out, you guys, and then the ladies and you guys. It's uh, it is that's what's going on right there. They're, they're, they're struggling, and the children are dismissed. And if you could stand and open your Bibles in Ephesians chapter four, if you have a Bible, a paper Bible, or, or in your phone or iPad, whatever you have, let's go to the book of Ephesians, and uh, chapter four, and see what the Lord has for us this morning. Uh, it, Let's look what the Lord is after for us. The children are dismissed. Okay. Uh, look what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. It says, if you can send for that, be angry and send not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands, the things which is good that he may have to give to him that need it. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that you may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the, the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Verse 31. And let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. And Lord, as we come to the end of our series on the, on the home and family, I just pray, Father, just help me to preach this message this morning. And I pray, Lord, if there's someone here this morning who never received Jesus Christ as personal Savior, May today they call upon you for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, we are, a month of February is a month on the family, uh, on the home, I would say. Uh, and let me remind you here, if you're saved here today, you belong to the family of God. God is your heavenly Father, and you belong to the God's family. When you go to heaven, you, you have to be reunited with your family. You are the part of the family of God. Even though we have different churches uh, in the world, but a different congregation, but we belong to the family of God. And, of course, all of us here belong to some family. If you're single, if you're married, or however it is, you still belong to some family. You were born to a mom and dad. So, anyway. Uh, but today I'm going to finish, close this, these messages of this series on an enemy of the family or an enemy of the home. And this enemy of the home is anger. I talk about the subject several times here. But I think from time to time we need to go back and touch on these subjects because we are easy to forget about those things. Uh, so today, I think the Lord was helping me on this stuff. I stop at a local Dunkin' Donuts, and everybody knows. <laughs> it's like there's a stop sign for everybody. Everybody stops at Dunkin' Donuts. But it's something unique happened to me. Uh, first, there was a line of cars in front of me, so the Lord helped me to open my thing and look at my message. I said, let me take, take advantage of the time. So I'm sitting in line in there, and I'm taking advantage of the time. As soon as I put my eyes into, well, the cars kept on going. I said, well, is this a test or what? So I got to the, when I got to my, uh, to order my stuff, it's like this voice was so kind, so soft-spoken. I was like, huh, you don't hear that at Dunkin' Donuts that much. I'm like, what do you want? All right, okay. Uh, so I, I got to the, to the window, and I got this, Young lady, I mean, she has, I don't know, she never saw her before because I go there by donuts almost every Sunday. And she was so kind. She said, sir, it's uh, $20 and 
I'd have a sense of radio. And I gave her the card, and she said, thank you. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> so I gave her the card, and then she she said, she opened the window, she says, we're going to wait a little bit. Is that okay? I said, oh, that'll be fine. And she turns around, oh, I'm sorry, there's a donut right here. And she gave me the donut. She said, have a wonderful day, sir. I'm like, wow, holy treatment. I never got treated like that at the window of a Dunkin' Donut. <laughs> like, wow, kindness, you know. Usually sometimes they're in a speed train, you know. Oh, here's your donut. Oh, but anyway, uh, I thought it was a good subject because kindness goes a long way, isn't it? Actually, we're dealing with that on Sunday nights, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. But today we're going to talk about anger. How you struggle with, do you struggle with anger? I mean, some of you just got to work and it takes two seconds, you're already angry. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't take you walk in and it's like the atmosphere, like, you know, you just get angry just to get there. You're like, oh my goodness. I, you know, you take a month vacation, or a month vacation is good, but you take it out and, and, and you get there. As soon as you walk, it looks like you forgot your vacation. Like, you're so tense, your blood pressure goes up, and it's like, oh. That's because we struggle with anger. We let our emotions get high, and, and we look at everything in a bad way. I have a person that works with me. Well, well you are folks, some of you already know. His name is Grumpy. I mean, his name is not Grumpy. Somebody nicknamed him Grumpy. And then you walk in, and it's like, wow. <laughs> Look like you wake up grumpy and go to bed grumpy. But anyway, it's easy to get you know, upset and, and angry. But see, are you an angry person? So what type of, of anger do you struggle with? It's like, a, you, you, like, you, like you, have, you have anger on your skin. You know, like you're doing something and somebody calls your name and you, you respond. Like, you're like, where do you want? You know, or you just let it boil. And like a volcano, like it just explodes. And when it explodes, be careful because some people can get hurt. So lots of people don't like to admit that it, they are angry people, but anger is a problem. Our anger is a problem in the lives of people. Anger is a problem in the home and family. Anger is a problem when we get angry with God. It's your fault. If you love me, you won't let me this to happen to me. If you love me, why I'm in this situation? And God looks, child, I love you. You did that to yourself. Oh, uh, we get angry at God. I'm so angry at you, God. I'm not going to church anymore because it's your fault. Unless you fix my situation. I ain't going to church anymore. So lots of people struggle with anger. In a home. Listen, folks, I work in construction for many years. I saw anger in people's homes. One time I had to separate two brothers, almost killing each other over a pair of jeans. <laughs> Down it's true. I'm sitting, I'm working with my father there, and this kid, the youngest one, was standing next to us. We talking with the owners. Mom and dad is there talking about fixing some things. And here comes the older brother. Hey, that's my jeans. Take them out right now. And the other one looks, I ain't taking it. Take them out right now. You went to my room and got my jeans. And the father goes, boys, calm down. They were not calm down. If you don't give me my jeans, I'll take it out for you. That was not a good picture. The father was an older gentleman. He couldn't knock it up, keep up with those two. So I find myself in the middle of the guys, calm down. You know, the worst thing you can do is get you in the middle because you might get what you don't want. <laughs> you know, those boys were rough. So 
But anyway, anger. People get angry out of anything. But why do we get angry? Why do we get angry? By, uh, by definition, anger, by definition, is a strong emotion of displeasure. When things don't go our way, when people don't do what we want, when people don't stand up to what we think is what we want, we get frustrated. We get angry. And sometimes we let them know. And we think we're right. And when we think we're right, we say things that sometimes it hurts people. And it hurts people deeply than what we think. Anger can hurt people. And unfortunately, like I said, I work in many homes. Anger can cause a lot of relationships break apart because of anger. So, I'm not, this morning I'm not here to tear you down. I'm here to help you in the name of Jesus. All right? You're talking about if you do a study on each state in our country about anger and what happens with anger and what happens in, in homes and how many times police is called to the homes because somebody got angry and somebody got frustrated and somebody got enraged and somebody got hurt because of anger. So let's look at this from a couple points here this morning uh, as the subject of anger. Invite anger, number one, out of your home. Let me put it this way. If you are a Christian here this morning, your home should be a house of peace, not a house of anger. When people come to your home, there should be, there be, you should, they should see there is a peaceful home on which people communicate and talk with each other. Let me give you this this way. If you work in a, in a job site, and you hear about all these meetings that they have. You know those meetings are not resolved with arguments and fight. They are resolved with communication. You know why? Because it's for the greater goods of that company that meetings take place so the product can go out the door. In a home is the same thing. Anger only when you talk about things that makes no sense sometimes. Because when you're enraged, we say things that we don't mean too many times, and we say it because we feel like we got to say it, so we want to hurt the other person. So, invite anger out of your home. Look what it says in verse 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. You know, people can say this, well, I can get angry all day long, see what I want. And before I go to sleep, I ask forgiveness. That is a wrong attitude. That is a wrong way to do it. Because that's not the way God wants us to do it. God says literally, before you go to sleep, make sure you make peace with people. But don't be angry all day. So the dangerous lays on anger that goes unchecked day after day in life, in, in the lives of people. See, when we get angry at people, we, get, we think the worst. We think they're, 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 they're after what, whatever goes on our mind. Angry, listen, frustration leads to anger, and fr uh, anger many times leads to rage. And you don't want to be there. Listen, please, it's not by mistake that God teaches us is in this word that be angry and sin not. This is such a thing as it is such a thing as righteous anger, but be careful that our righteous anger doesn't turn into sinful anger. We need to be careful with that. 
Now, are you an angry person or you just get angry from time to time? <laughs> I'll say, I never get angry. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> no. All of us get angry sometimes. And sometimes we get angry for the right things. We end up saying the wrong things. So there is a danger place to be, be angry because it is, a, uh, uh, it is in the rage of anger that hurtful words are spoken, dangerous actions are taken, and, uh, and, and harsh decisions are made. Many times, that's what, what happens. So, letter A, don't harbor anger. Don't harbor anger. Be angry and send up. Don't, goodness, don't invite anger into your home. And don't let it say, okay, welcome to my house. I open the door. Sit there with me. That would be good. I really like you. Don't harbor anger because, listen, it's not healthy. You follow that? It's not healthy. You know, the Bible says, make no friends with angry people, no friendship with angry people. Don't, don't make, you know, who wants to be a friend of an angry person anyway? Who wants to be? I mean, if I go, you know, like my, my, my buddy, I don't call him friend, the grumpy guy, I'm not his friend. You know, he's a co-worker and I tolerate him, but Good night. I don't want to go have a cup of coffee with him because he's always angry anyway. <laughs> Good night. I'm afraid he might throw the coffee at me. <laughs> but you know what? What I'm, what I'm trying to say is this is this. We have to be careful because even the Bible warns us. Because an angry, an angry person can do things unthinkable. Two things about, about people. Two things about people when express anger. We see the pursuers. They want to keep after the issue and bring it up again and again and again and again because if they don't have your way did you hurt me and the person say i had enough and two hours later did you hurt me i'm not done they're, they're feeding on that anger they're stirring the thing let it go we have the withdrawers withdrawers tend to pull back into a shell and hope things will blow over they allow anger to grow in their hearts and minds without a word even being spoken. They become like pressure cookers who is, who, uh, if goes unchecked, when reached, then they will explode. And some people do that. Watch out when they do that because those can be very hurtful. Let it be. Don't help Satan with your anger. Look what it says in verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. You see, when we grow in anger, when we allow frustration to take over our heart, when we allow anger to stir our heart, Satan says, ooh, I like that, because now I'm going to use you. And he does. Some things we, sometimes we think that Satan is this little guy, powerlessness, that we see in the cartoons with the little, you know, little horn red. Oh, goodness, he's a lot stronger than we are. And he uses our, ang our anger, our time of frustration to come in and to destroy relationships. Folks, don't, mind, don't think that you are immune to his attacks because he will attack you. The Bible says that he is what? A liar, a thief, a destroyer, a killer. Don't try to make a peace treaty with him because he doesn't want peace treaties with you. Then Jesus said to Peter, Satan is, wants to sift you, and I'm praying for you. Unresolved anger can 
fuel other sins. When a man harbors anger towards a family member, it harbors sins. I saw, oh, I can give you many situations, but I talked with this young man. I used to work with me. He no longer works with me, but he was working with me. And we're talking about Christmas time and stuff, and he says, oh, I, I will not want this thing because I don't speak to my brother. He has one brother. And I said, why? He says, I don't remember why, but I'm still angry at him. I said, I said, well, wait one second. You're still angry at your brother, and you don't have no idea why you're angry for in the first place. I said, why don't you go see your brother and give him a hug and say, I love you. And you could see the boiling coming up. I will never do that. He can come over my grave. I said, wow, that's bitterness. So, number two, conquer your anger. Conquer your anger. There's no way to avoid anger, folks. We live in a world and anything can ignite that feeling of displeasure in our hearts. There are ways to deal with anger. Can you conquer your anger? You said, oh, I am an angry person. I have to be careful because anything can turn me on and I can get angry. can happen to all of us. But can you conquer your anger? Yes, you can. A soft answer turns away wrath, the Bible says. So, instead of getting frustrated, let it go. Somebody cut you off in the highway, let him go. Oh, but you don't understand, he almost took half of my car. He did not. <laughs> Isn't that true? He did not. He almost took you, but he did not. So don't get angry. Don't go after him and beep, 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 and, and uh, make the gestures like, you know, you're about to kill the person. You know what? Well, people, i seen that. Well, the other day, the guy cut me off, and I, I don't know how I passed it. Two seconds later, the same guy cut me off again. I was like, wow. That's probably the way he drives anyway. So, <laughs> so since anger is a hidden enemy of, of, of the family, you need to be on guard constantly to be sure it's not working undetected and on the, on the line and, and to hurt your relationships with anybody in the family. You're talking about God's family and God's house, also in your physical family in your home. You know, it's, you don't want your kid to say to you, I don't want a relationship with my mom or my dad because they're just angry all the time. You don't want that. You don't want them to say that. You don't want the other way around. You know, you have a kid that's always angry with you. Number one, let it protect your hearts. Look what it says uh, in verse uh, 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed into the day of redemption. Folks, there are all types of traps in this world that can cause any of us to lose heart. Anger and frustration can fill your heart at any moment. But if you are a Christian here, don't forget that you can do all things to Christ. You can do it. He gave you the power to do that. There's no reason for us to get frustrated. Because frustration leads to anger. You know, sometimes what people say, well, I don't get anger, I just get frustrated. You know, you know what happens sometimes when people begin to raise their voices? You know what's that? That's, that's the beginning. It's taking place. So you're sitting in a restaurant have a nice meal. Your cup of water gets empty. And you're looking at the person serving your table. 
and a person kind of glance at you, you don't think that she have about he or she about five or six other tables to serve. You think you're the only person there. Not you. And your face began to change. You go like, I need another glass of water here. You know, I'm paying for this. You know, I mean, so <laughs> be kind. Wait. The water will come. Pray for that person. Oh, pray. We want to talk about pray for that person. Can't pray for that person. She's supposed to, or he's supposed to bring the water here. That's what I'm doing here. You see what happens? Anger harbored towards someone else limits the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's a very dangerous thing to be or place to do or thing to do. When there's anger, you cannot feel the Holy Spirit's convictions. That is why Christians who are, are now guarding their hearts against anger can very, can very well use or be angry right, very quickly. Then they are quenching the spirit and not sensing his convicting power. Let it be control your mouth. Look what it says in verse 29. Let not corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good in the use of edifying, they may minister grace unto the hearers. The word corrupt means here bad, decayed, filthy, or defiled. When you use harsh or angry words against your, uh, a person in your family, you are hurting the heart of your relationship. You follow that? Bible says, no, you don't use corrupt communication. Use construct, constructive communication. Because when we tear people down, when we're angry, we are destroying whatever relationship there is. You can be destroying relationship with your daughter. You can be destroying relationship with your son. You can be destroying relationship with your neighbor. You can be destroying relationship with anyone, with your coworker. You name it. When we angry, when we are angry, when we use words, we don't think about what we're saying because we're enraged. We can say things that hurt the heart of the other person, and the other person say, "I don't want nothing to do with you." They cut you right off. Anyone say, say, why in the world would I do? I ask forgiveness. Oh, goodness. Some people, you might, we might ask forgiveness. Some people will never forget. And when it cuts to the heart and the wound is big, you can put as many band-aids in there as you want. That heart needs surgery. It needs stitches. So control your mouth. Watch for communication. You know, I believe, listen, I believe in communication. I do. Communication goes a long way. Let's talk about it. So people misunderstood you. Don't get angry about it. You kid misunderstood you. Don't get angry about it. Talk with them. But they don't listen to me. Keep talking. <laughs> Teenagers don't listen very well. <laughs> Remember, you were a teenager too at one time. We, we, you know, we taught mom and dad are old-fashioned and out of, out of date. Remember those days? Now we think our kids, uh, you know, they know too much. You know, we thought the same way. Mom and dad, you're old-fashioned, you're out of date. You don't know what you're talking about. I know everything. <laughs> Today they think the same thing about you. You're old-fashioned, mom. You're out of date. You know, you don't understand my world. Maybe we don't. But anyway, control your mouth. The relationship between anyone in the family it will be destroyed if we don't use constructive communication. Sad but many homes are the breeding ground for filthy communication. Listen, filthy words 
down worlds, degrading worlds, should not be used in a home. Yelling and screaming should not be used in a home. But you don't understand. It's the only way they listen. No, that's the only way you speak when you're angry. You see that? That shouldn't be that way. Listen, we don't have to raise our voice and make people understand what we want to say. There's a coach in the NFL that used to play. He was, he's a coach of Peyton Manning. I don't know his name. I forgot his name. Anyway, if you know his name, okay. Uh, he very soft-spoken. And the first time that they went the, the Super Bowl, he used to say, guys, when I speak, you need to pay attention because that's how high my voice is going. Very soft-spoken. So everybody would stop and listen to him. He said, uh, 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 somebody said, you could hear something drop on it. It would make the strongest sound on his voice. Very soft-spoken man. See, our home should be a place with peaceful talking. Soft speaking. You don't understand. That's the no, no. That's not. Listen. That's not true that we angry all the time. I know some people are more boastful, more loud. I understand that. But it doesn't mean that we have to be angry all the time. Control your anger. Control your mouth. The word man is in, in, in relationships. We ought to edify, not to tear down. Listen, it goes like this. If we edify, we use constructive, encouraging words. If we tear down, we're using words to put that person down. Let us see. Watch your actions. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. My little children, let us love, uh, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Bad actions are the revelation uh, of what lays in the heart of man. The number, uh, the number of victims, listen to this, of domestic violence in Rhode Island alone is very alarming. Folks, if anger and frustration, uh, 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 and frustration goes unchecked, turns into rage, and rage is demonstrating the acts of vile, uh, 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 violent acts, I'm sorry. If you look even in the state of Massachusetts around us, the state of Rhode Island, about domestic violence, you see it's alarming. Why? It started with frustration, anger, then rage. There's no reason for a man to put a hands on a woman physically. There's no reason for a woman to put her hands on a man physically or uh, a man or woman put a put her hands on that child either. There is ways we can do, you know, because a lot of times it is the frustration that leads into anger in our actions speaks violence. So watch your actions. This was a man in my job last year. I don't know how he kept his job, to be honest with you. He was... Uh, Something was sad about him. Um, he was called, he was an inspector. He was called to do inspection on that job. This was a Saturday morning. And he said, I didn't come here to do that. I came here to do that. And the supervisor said, no, you came here to assist our work. That's part of your job. You're supposed to go do it. He grabbed something, whatever he had in his hand, and he threw it across the job. And it passed somebody's head, almost hit him in the head, and hit the wall. Boom! And he tried to start throwing things away and walked and went home. What happened there? He got frustrated. He got angry. And he got into rage. And the rage caused an accident. He almost hit somebody in the head. 
You see what people do with anger? And he went home. And the supervisor said, I'm going to fire you. You just don't do that. Supervisor went home and came down because he got enraged too. And Monday morning he came talk to him and the other guy was very apologetic. And the supervisor said to him, what happened if you hit that guy in the head? Because the piece that you throw on the wall was a piece of steel. You could kill him. He got this job. And I'm surprised that he did. So watch your actions. May we Christians allow the Lord to control our actions, that we don't become another statistic out there. May our homes be a place where peace is demonstrated by our words, our attitude, and our actions. May the, may the, Lord, may the love of the Lord abound in our hearts in such a way that our, our families, people would see that we are people of peace. May our children see the example of love and kindness in action, in words, and, and both parents. And they, may they see that we are peaceful people. You ever see Jesus hitting anybody? He did not. Well, but Jesus got angry. Yeah, he did. Righteous anger. But I said in the beginning, be careful that our righteous anger don't turn into sinful anger. We think we're right, and we have to act that way because we think we're right. Number three, we're almost done. Replace anger in your home. Look what it says, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. But look what it says in verse 32. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Our emotions do not exist in a vacuum. We cannot simply remove anger. We must also replace it with the spiritual characteristics that protect us again against construction, against anger's destruction. Let me put it this way. Right. If you have a little child and you say, a child is like, say, try to put a Y inside that, up there over there. And a child is over there very, you know, enticed to do it. And you just go over there, remove the child to the other side of the room and walk away. What do you think they're going to do again? They're going back to that thing. Then you remove the child again and go back to that thing and you get frustrated. When if you're going to take, remove anger, Replace it with something. If you're going to take the mindset of that child for sticking the Y on their outlet, give them something else to do. Give them a lollipop. Or give them, a, I don't know, something. Something else to do. Or entertain them to, so they take their mind out of that. Same thing. If we're going to replace anger out of our mind, what are you going to put there? Look at the verse. Let's go back to the verse. Kindness, tender heart, forgiveness. Verse 32. You see what it says there? Replace it with kindness, tender hearted, and forgiveness. Because where there is kindness, there is no anger. When there is tender hearted, there is no anger. Where there is forgiveness, there is no anger. See, we take that out and replace with something else. Otherwise, we go back to the same old, same old. Folks, 
When we allow any little thing to frustrate us, that is the beginning of fuel for anger. Frustration can turn anger, and anger turn into rage, and rage can lead to violence. When people are in a state of rage, they do things that they would never do otherwise or they even imagine doing in the first place. When the mind is out of control by the rage of anger, many things are done. Why there is domestic violence? That is a serious thing. Why you see spouses beating each other up? Why are you seeing a parent or beating their children? I'm not talking about educating them, about beating their children. Anger and frustration. When we allow that to come, and listen, folks, let me put it this way. It is the enemy of the family, an enemy of the family, even in the church family, enemy of the family in the home, because it destroys relationship. If you are angry at God, do you think your relationship with God is good? No. No. When people are angry at God, they get bitter at God. There was a man the other day in my job who said to me, he said, how do you explain that my sister lost her baby? How do you explain that? What kind of God is that? I look at him, I said, you are angry. Why are you so angry? You could see the bitterness towards God right there. Because I cannot understand that. I was like, there's some things I cannot explain to you either. But God knows best. Number one, replace anger with humility. Almost done. Be ye kind one to another. Folks, when you live in a home with five people, ten people, twenty people, people are going to have different ideas. People are going to say things differently because we have different minds. Humility goes a long way. Now when we do in the job site, we try to understand our fellow work co-worker. You know, it's like, you know, okay, all right, okay. Show interest in what they say. Put value in their words. Take to heart what they say. If we do that, we won't be as angry. You might say, well, I don't agree with that. You're communicating. Go back and forth with communication. So, replace anger with humility. Be kind one to another. Anger and contention is a breed for uh, based on pride. We don't want, we, we write and they're wrong. And if they don't listen to us, we get angry. So we can get our point across. We go like this. Hey, I think this way is good. I think this way is good. I think this way is good. You're listening to me? You see that? Keeps you elevated. Because now you think the person doesn't care what you're saying or the person doesn't agree. You're going to make them agree one way or the other. And some people just for the sake of it, just, just, they let it go. And what we do, and when the person says to you, oh, okay, okay, I'll listen your way, you are destroying that relationship. Literally. Let it be. Replace anger with forgiveness. Look what it says, and be kind one to another, forgiving one another. We are living, we, uh, are you living with unresolved conflicts? Don't you know that angry, uh, angry, unkind words only leads to more angry, unkind words? Unless there is forgiveness, Anger will continue to escalate. You can't choose to forgive. We can choose to forgive. Listen, please. Forgiveness is possible when people put humility. How much you are, we have hurt the Lord? 
and God continues to forgive. He doesn't get angry at us. He forgives us, forgives us, forgives us. If God can forgive, I think we can forgive each other too. Look what it says in Colossians 3.13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgive you, so also do ye. We have to forgive one another. Mercy, number three, replace anger with kindness and be kind one to another. Kind actions, kind words, kind attitude, kind thoughts makes a home a good place to be. Folks, frustration leads to anger and anger leads to rage. Out of anger, many unkind, evil words are spoken with the purpose of hurting the other person. Anger makes us think without reason towards the person we are trying to hurt. Anger causes us to see anyone in the the family uh, in a different way because now we are right and they are wrong. How many times we get angry and in the end we realize we were wrong? Oh. And in that, praise the Lord that the person we hurt say, I forgive you. And we get ourselves like, oh, what I did, did this for. And they forgive us. And we feel like, like fools. Like, oh, goodness, why I got to this point. Look what it says in Proverbs 15.1. You want to get rid of anger? Go, to, go there, Proverbs 15, verse 1. You want to get I had a man in my job. This guy had anger under his skin. And when his anger would turn to frustration and rage very fast. Very fast. He's not easy retired since. He retired because if he didn't retire, he was going to get fired anyway. He would talk to him and suddenly he would just stop yelling and throwing things. And, and you just walk away from him. That's how he was. I don't know how long he stayed in that job. I'm surprised, actually. But this man was, so he came to me. I led him to the Lord. He came to me, and he said, he said to me, how can I take control of my anger? I said, any little thing frustrates me, and before I know, I'm in this rage, and I say things that I don't mean to. And you know what? And, and he said something to me, and, and when I don't mean to, but at that moment when I'm so rage, I want to do what I'm thinking. Oh, that is dangerous. So, I led him to this verse. I said, every time you get angry, think about it. A soft answer turns away wrath. But grievous words stirs up strife. And every time he walked across from me, like from here to that door, and every time I heard his voice, I looked straight at him. And I would go like this. And he it worked for some time. Until one day he went to the front department, he got angry at the person there, and he threatened the person. That was not good. And he came back, came to me and said, I'm going home, and I'm going to call that I'm going to retire right now because I said something I didn't mean to, but I meant at the moment, and I know I'm going to lose my job, so I'm going. And he out the door, and we got out the door. He did call, and security was looking for him because what he said, he just don't say it. And looking for him because he was about to lose his job. So he called and said, I'm putting my papers in for retirement. And he did. <laughs> so he left before the time. He was kind of smart on that one, but he said something he shouldn't do. So a soft answer turns away wrath. You know what we need in our relationship? 
a self-interest. Somebody is angry at you, keep it down. Because it goes like this. You're angry at me, your voice is a little up. I'm going to defend myself. My voice is going to raise a little higher. And your voice, you feel like you're down a little bit. You got the sword and your voice is going a little higher. And I'm going to raise my voice. Before you know, we're screaming at each other. <laughs> Who's the loudest here? Get the microphones here. Let's see who speaks the loudest. And it goes to that rage on what you like, you know, finger pointing at each other. You know what? You know, two men fight, or a fight takes place if two people want to fight. You know, it, my dad told me this way. You know, it takes a man to turn his back on a fight. If you see it's not a place to be, turn your back around. You're more a man than, oh, like, yeah, that's hard. Somebody's saying something to you, and you turn your back and walk away. He says, yes, you show that you are in your place. You don't go down to that level. You follow that? So like a soft answer. God is, but it says a soft answer. Somebody wants to get an argument with you, a fight with you, keep it soft. That person is going to come down to where you are. But if you go to the way they are, there you go. There's both on a rage. So is anger an enemy of the home? Yes, it is. Is an enemy of any place you go. Because of anger, a lot of things been done. And a lot of people regret actions and words because of anger. Should we get rid of anger? Yes, because it's a great enemy. I conclude with this. The hidden enemy of the home is anger. Don't invite him to your house. Invite him out, not in. There's something, if there's something in our hearts, let's replace anger with kindness and forgiveness and love. Don't harbor anger in your heart towards anyone in the family. Be a builder of your family, not a destroyer with angry words and angry actions and angry attitudes. You know, God tells us in his word we have to build each other up, not down. Not down. We come to the house of God because we want to cheer up to get encouraged. And let me tell you, again, who wants to make friendships with angry people? Let's invite anger out of our lives totally. I refuse to be angry. I refuse to be angry. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you, Lord, that we can conquer anger. Lord, some of us are more prone to anger than others. But Lord, because we allow frustration to emotionally take over us. Some of us allow it boil for some time until it explodes. But help us, Father, to be kind, loving. Lord, to imitate you in every aspect of life. Help us not that our emotions don't get the best of us. And Lord, and all of us are guilty of this one time or another. We get angry. And Lord, I pray this morning, help us in this aspect. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.